want to thank all of you people that's watching this on live stream. The cold has not showed up today because you got the flu. We get colds, runny nose, flus. I like that. Everybody thought it was COVID. Has nothing. We're talking about the flu, okay? And we don't want to pass that around. Definitely don't want to pass around to our pastor, right? If, if you want to pass anything down to me, it's president's pictures. Green stuff. On, on green. All right. We've been talking about the 16 deadly deeds. Remember, we talk about each one of them. And this is one of something, one of the words uh, that can be used to paralyze you is doubt. Teach. Is doubt. There's a lot of people that had great potential that were doing very good and then they allow doubt to creep in. You understand what I'm talking about? And so we want to make sure that, that you get this lesson. Doubt will paralyze you. It's like fear. Doubt will cause you to question something that shouldn't be questioned at all, that you know that you have what you need to do to do it. I remember, as I'm going to use a track theme as a track coach, there's a, there's a race called the 800 meters, okay? And I was telling one of my athletes, I said, now, uh, they, I knew the other person that they, persons that they were going to run with. And I said, do not go out with them. They're going to go out very fast, but they'll come back to you. What that means for yours and Rand is they're going to get tired. You know, they're going to go out too fast. And you see, I said, if you do that, when they come back to you, your strength is your finish. Right. It's called a kick. You have a kick, and you, you'll gradually, they'll come back to you, and then when you get at the last 300 meters, you gradually go into your kick, and uh, you'll finish the race, and you'll win. And, and set up, and, and listen to me. She was trained to run that way. Say that. Trained to run that way. All right? And so what happened is someplace in there, she forgot what she was trained to do. Panicked because it looked like they was getting too far out there. What happened? Lost the race to people that she was better than. You understand? You have to trust your training. We have been over here we done had people deal with diabetes, cancer, uh, all kinds of different situations in this church, right? And there's some that's just flew right on through it because they trust their training, all right? And when situations looked like they were getting to the point where they couldn't make it, they still trust their training. That's right. Okay? So we're going to talk about what happens when you don't. Listen to me. There's always things that's going to distract you, yeah. all right? You got to watch out who's in your ear. I can look around here and see. I guarantee you that some of you in here, don't get mad, say, I love you, Pastor, I love you. that you're living pretty good, but you could have been living great. You understand what I'm saying? Simply because someplace along the line, when you were doing something, you were called to do something, you had the talent to do something, you had the ability to do something, but something happened, caused you to doubt yourself. That's right. yeah. Are you with me? Yes, 
That's right. And so, and, and, and listen to me. Most qualified people, the people that are successful, some of the people are not as qualified as some of the people who failed. But they hung in there. That's right. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, we look at uh, we, we look at all of the confusion and chaos that's going on now, okay? And, and we get so caught up into that, and my life is pretty good. But there's some people who are worried because they're doubting in the very God that got them where they're at before this stuff went crazy, right? So what happens is, and see, and doubt can bring in confusion and, and chaos. Y'all know I'm going to have to go here, okay? You chief fans know I'm going there, don't you? You know I'm going there. You know I'm going there. You see, you could catch a pass in, in high school. You see? And what's happening is, we, everybody's talking about those receivers dropping the ball. Once you make a mistake, okay, if you're not careful, it'll get in your head. And the next thing you're doing, you're dropping balls that he can almost hand and give them to you. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Right. And then you start out, and then you get chaos, and then confusion gets in there because these are some of the best athletes in the world, yeah. right? And we all know those guys can catch those balls. But as soon as you drop one, you start getting in your head, and you start pressing. And you start, it happens, and it can happen in your life spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. That's right. Do you understand? And so we're going to talk about this. This is one of my favorite things. I, doubt is wavering in mind. It'll cause you to be wavering all over the place. You ever see somebody just, just all over the place? That's right. And so when you get all over the place, then you're not going to trust your training. All right, the next one. Hesitating. Hesitating. Not no. confidence. Not, when you lose confidence in whatever you're doing, you're done. That's right. you you got to have confidence. That's right. You see, I hope there's some people in here that's working, got jobs that they're unqualified to do. Amen. That's a person that didn't doubt, even though they were unqualified to do it, they didn't doubt and they trusted. Someone said, yes, you can. And they trusted the yes, you can. And they went right in there and got it done. That's right. right? That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Here we go. Keep going. It's also lack of conviction. You got to make a conviction. If once you start to do something, you have to make a conviction. I am going to start. Nothing's easy. Anything is easy you don't need to deal with. That's right. If it's easy, everybody will be doing it. That's right. I even say this, like Sister Gwen in the house, we're different. And I'm glad we're different because we're the same. One of us wouldn't be necessary. That's right. Amen. Amen. Two people are the same. One of them ain't necessary. That's right. And I want to be necessary. Amen. And she wants to be necessary, okay? And so y'all get what I'm talking about? So I have to be convicted to what I know best and what I do best. She has to be convicted of what she knows best and what she do, does best. And that's called a team. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right? Lastly, doubt is filled with fear. And fear will definitely paralyze you. Yeah. Fear will paralyze you. It will cause you to just get paralyzed, you see? Do you all know, now I'm kind of old, you all know who Johnny Mathis is? Amen. Johnny Mathis is one of the greatest singers ever sang. That's right. He was just terrified to sing in front of a crowd. Do you know how he worked? He would get a broom and get in the rib, middle of his living room and practice on singing. Yes. The great Johnny Mathis. Yes. Just with a voice like that, 
but he had fear to do that, right? You understand what I'm talking about? But to get over his fear, he had to practice to get over it and one of the greatest things. So I want, I want you all to take inventory of me today, of, of yourself today. If pastor talking to me, yes is the answer. So if pastor's talking to me, where in my life should I be doing better? How many of you believe in God? Amen. God doesn't create junk. That's right. When you are created, you are created for a purpose and you have talents and abilities. You do. Amen. I trust you. You do, okay? You know, and I tell you all the time, you can't coach in a college without a degree. Okay? Mm -hmm. Who did? You did. You can't coach at St. Teresa's Academy. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a high school. Without what? A degree. Who did? You did. Oh, you, you understand where I'm coming from? There are some churches that I couldn't pastor because I don't have a degree. Wow. Yeah. Right? Am I pastoring? Yeah. All right. You know what that's called? Don't let doubt get in there. Right. Don't let doubt. Don't let, if God called you to do something, he's going to open the doors for you to do it. All right? You could be right now someplace doing something, whatever you're doing, and things ain't going like you think they should be going. You're going, if you keep moving forward and keep doing it, because sometimes there's a lesson that's in the waiting process, and God is preparing you for the lesson in the waiting pro process, you're going to be successful, but you need to learn something on your journey. Yeah. That's right. And so sometimes he slows your journey down because there's a lesson that you need to get before you get to where he wants you to be. Always remember that. Amen. Always remember that. Well, pastor, I've been doing this for five years. Well, six years could be you. Well, he wants you to be. You see, there is a blessing in the lesson, all right? And so here we go. Here we're going to talk about, now, Peter's one of the greatest disciples at all. I mean, he was walking around with Jesus. He then saw Jesus take uh, a few loaves of bread, something, a little boy's lunch, and feed 5,000 or how many people, pins twice he'd done it. He's done seen Jesus call folks up from the dead. He's done seen Jesus heal people. So he must know the power that Christ has. And he knows that whatever Christ would tell him to do, Christ would qualify him to do it, or he was qualified to do that. That's right. Here we go. We're going to read the, uh, from Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 27. And it said, Then Jesus said, Be brave and don't be afraid. All right, so here's what happened. Jesus was, it was storming. I forgot we didn't want to use all that because I wanted to add it. But it was storming. Jesus took a rest, and he was, he was, it was storming. And uh, he took a shortcut like he could do, and he's walking on the water. He's walking on the water to go check out the guys, okay? And uh, uh, hey, I mean, to me, if, if a man calls somebody from the dead, feed 5,000 folks with lunch and have some left over, surely he can walk on water. Wouldn't you think? You see, but let's, so whatever he said, I'm good. Because I've been around him and watched him. Let's see what happens here. And so, because uh, uh, you know how Peter is always running off at the mouth. We're going to see what happens here. <laughs> Go ahead. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. There you go. Said, oh, Jesus said, it's me coming. He's walking. Peter said, hey, if it's really you, then have me to join you walking on the water. Now, I give him credit. If it's really you, just, hey. Come on. You know, let me join you and walk out on the water. So that should have been an easy thing. 
All right, here we go. Come and join me, Jesus replied. And, I mean, Jesus said, hey, come on, dude. Come on, come and join me. Now, you would think that if, if you, you know Christ, you know Jesus, if he told you to do something, he's not going to tell you to do something that you can't qualify to do. That's right. He wouldn't do that to you. All right? So Peter stepped out onto the water. I give him credit. He did walk out there. All right? And began to walk toward Jesus. And that, that's it. I mean, there's, I mean, this is a great story. I mean, he steps out on the water. He's walking towards Jesus. Man, look at this. Wow. Look at me. I'm walking on water. I mean, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus says I can do it, I can do it. Okay? All right? But, but when he realized how high the waves were. Oh, here we go. Then he started thinking about his surroundings. He started thinking about his surroundings. And once you start doing that, you're in trouble. That's right. Uh, so you make it clear, Pastor. He's telling you that you can do something great but then you start thinking about your zip code. Are you with me? You start thinking about all these other things that can distract you from what he's called you to do. Y'all with me? As they say in the streets, are you feeling me? All right. You see what I'm talking about? Think about that. Think about the point I'm trying to make here. You see, you were doing good. You were doing exactly what Christ qualified you to do because you got your gift, you got your talents and abilities. I'm not talking about Peter Walmart. I'm talking about y'all up in here. You're doing good. You're qualified to do it. And then somebody said something negative and you things ain't going like you think they should go in. And what happened? Scripture says he became frightened and started to sink. And then what happened? He became frightened started to sink. There's too many people in churches calling themselves children of God that are sinking because they don't believe in the, and have enough faith in the promises of God. Amen. Period. You see? Who's in your ear? It's very important that you don't let everybody in your ear. That's right. That's right. You see? Your surroundings has nothing to do with your abilities and your talents. You see, there's going to be some storms in life. That's just life. You can't dodge life. That's right. But you can still be victorious no matter what you have to go through in life. That's right. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Save me, Lord, he cried out. And Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. There you go. And this is the key word here. Why would you let doubt win? Why would you let doubt win? Well, I'm talking to you. Come on. Yeah. How many of you in here? Take inventory of yourself. I don't know who you are. But I'm letting doubt win your life. Mm. Well. Selling for less than who you are. Well. Because you're letting doubt get in there. I'm asking you, you see, because somebody said that you, you didn't look like the part, right? Somebody said that you didn't have enough education. You can't do this because you're a female. 
How many of you? How many of you here have let doubt win? Can I say it? How many of you have put lesser people in your life, whether it be in your marriage, in your life, because you let doubt win, and I can't do any better than this? Just say, ouch. It'll make you feel better. We all right. Y'all know how it goes in here. You see? How many of you in sitting in here are working on a job that you could do better, but you took the job because you let doubt get in and it shrinked this and you thought this was the best you could do? Well, at least I'm, I got a job. I want you to think about that. He said, why did you let doubt win? Doubt should never win. That's right. We Christians. We don't let doubt win. It's a struggle, but we don't let doubt win. That's right. You see, we fun and we have fun. You see, I hope, and I'm really serious, because these are, these are good guys. These are kids out here. I hope today they catch the ball. They got families, folks. That's right. You see? I'd like to be in the locker room. I'd give them this message. That's right. This ain't nothing new. You've been catching the ball since you was in Pop Warner football. Get out there and catch that ball. That's right. It's doubt. Don't question what you've done. You can do it. That's right. You can do it. Trust your training. Okay, all right. Verse 31 from The Voice says it this way. Jesus said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt and dance back and forth? between following me and heeding fear. And that's the worst person, a person that's just all over the place. In church on Sunday morning, hallelujah, praise God, whom all blessings do. How you doing? Oh, I'm kicking, but low, not high, but I'm flying, but not low on Monday. Come on. Oh, you do it, I see people do it all the time. They running all up in the church and shouting in the church, praying in the church, singing in the church, doing everything on church on Monday. You understand? I'm stronger on Monday than I was today because what I got today empowered me for Monday. That's right. That's right. You see? I'm, I'm walking. Y'all to walk in Monday. Most of you got jobs walking. They're going to say, what's wrong with you? You're going to say, I heard the pastor tell me that I could walk on water if I choose to walk on water. <laughs> right. You see? You right. see? I belong here. Do you understand? I'm not going to dance around. What are you dancing around with fear? We don't do that in this church, right? That's right. Are you with me? Amen. Are you growing? Amen. Okay, I don't... Mark. Okay, Mark, I got it. Turn to Mark chapter 11. We're going to read verse 22 to 26. This is from the Passion. Jesus starts off and says, Let the faith of God be in you. What? Let the faith of God be in you. Now, some, some people don't get this. Okay, listen to me. Galatians 5 and 22. Read that when you get home. Galatians 5 and 22 is the fruit of the Spirit. You get that when you get baptized by the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts that you get baptized, when you get that, is called faith. That's right. So a lot of people in, in churches will pray for faith. We, if you save, you ain't got to pray for faith. That's right. 
Because Galatians 5 and 22 says that it's the fruit of the Spirit. And when you get baptized, the Holy, it's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you the fruit of the Spirit. So I don't have to pray for faith because I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, so I got faith. That's what he's talking about here. So I already got it. But the Scripture also says you can quench the Spirit. And guess what quenches the Spirit? Doubt. That's right. Okay? He said in verse 23, listen to the truth I speak to you. This is, okay. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea. Now listen to me. He's not talking about a literally a mountain. Why would you care about going out someplace wherever a mountain's at? Tell it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's talking about the situations and the circumstances that come up in your life. Have you ever had a mountain of problems? Amen. You know what I'm saying? You went through some stuff. Peach. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There's certain things. There's some, there's some songs that have just terrible theology. You see? And, and people be shouting and carrying on over that stuff. There's, I, and I, Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to cry. Boy, you go to a black church, and they be playing that, and folks be shouting, hallelujah. No. And you know what I tell them? That's why, that's why you ain't got to where you're supposed to be because you're climbing a mountain. That's right. See, the Bible told me to just say, mountain move. I ain't got time to be climbing no mountain. Mountain move. And yes, yes, yeah. And so if you're a mountain climber in there, cut it off for the rest of the day. Start telling that mountain to move and quit wasting your time climbing something that you got the power through faith in Christ to tell it to move and it will move. Yeah, it will. And some of you sitting in here are even have me doing this message. Mountain climber. <laughs> no, we ain't mountain climbers. We mountain movers over here in Christ Chapel Mountain. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's what we do over here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Scripture says it this way. Whoever believes and trusts what he says will happen. But you got what? You got to believe in it and you got to trust it. You he see? says it will be done. And it'll be done. There's no reason for some of the stuff that Christian people are going through in churches. Yes, coming in church every Sunday or whatever you're doing, going through some of this treadmill. I call it on a treadmill, just going nowhere. No, we are going to answer God's call. Right. He's given us the tools and he's qualified us to do what he's called us to do. We, anything is in our way, we have the power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to tell them demonic forces, satanic activity and strategy to move out of my way because I got some place to be. That's right. You see, and you, you might want to tell somebody because you know Satan uses people. You see, and, and he uses people to get in your way. You want me to give you some good information? Say what, Pastor? You need to tell Judy, I ain't dancing with you today. Right. Got through saying, why are you dancing with? Them? No, I ain't dancing with you today because you you negative, and I'm not dancing with your negative spirit today. You see, you understand what I'm saying? All right, all right. Are, you, are we learning something? He goes on to say in verse 24 that. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. But you got to believe it. Yeah. 
folks tell me, I've been praying, and you're not telling them, you've been praying, and if you've been praying about the same thing for quite some time, something got to be wrong with that. I, I love this one here. So, as a pastor, somebody said, I got one of our church, I love this brother, and he's been praying about what he should do with his life for the last three years. And I told him, I said, you've been praying about that for three years, brother. God answered that prayer in three seconds. So you done got the answer, but you ain't got the answer you want. Okay? I would tell you the rest of the story, but you would get lost. I'm a fun guy. I enjoy my life, you know? I enjoy my life because I, I understand that it can't end until God wants it to end. And folks be calling me up, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. How about you? Right. <laughs> yeah. You see, I, I know where I'm going and I know where I'm at. That's right. All right? I probably, you know, it's, I, I, was, I joke all the time. I tell Gwen, everybody's wondering about, you know, I'm taking all this chemo and stuff. I go again Tuesday to take some. And, I'll probably die with something else, not cancer. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, you know. Pastor done went through this for 28 years, and he died with a such and such, but, you know, because I'm not going to allow that to paralyze me. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you shouldn't allow. No, no, no. Watch out who you're dancing with. That's right. Watch out who you're dancing with. Yeah, because fear comes in the body of a person. They say something to cause you to fear. Doubt comes in the body of a person that will say something to cause you to doubt. That's right. So who are you dancing with? You understand? Somebody come up to you this week, what you going to tell them? And they come up with something negative. I ain't dancing with you. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Come on. All right. All right. Bible goes on to say to be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. When you pray for it, you're convinced that you see, see it as yours. Go and think about something else. That's right. Next. That's good. Right. Keep That's it right. up. That's right. Then he says, and whenever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against well, another person. But here's the problem. Why some prayers ain't been answered. You got to have your, there's an attitude you got to have. I want you to read that real slow. Because we got some folk in here that have been praying and ain't th nothing working. The reason it ain't working, cause, not because God can't work it, is because you ain't got your heart right. That's right. All right? Again, this is verse 25. Uh-huh. Whenever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person. Now, remember that. If you carry something in your heart against another person, then God don't care about your feelings. He says, he says exactly that. If you got something against another person, Okay? Release him. And I'm going to say release him or her. And forgive him or her mm -hmm. so that your Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you of your faults. You see? He said, don't come down here. Gee, this is Don't come down here until you get it right with somebody like I got it right with you. That's right. That's right. You see? So when I watch some, and some of you in here, and I, you know who you are. You, I'm talking to you more than one. You, that's why it ain't working in your life. That's why it's falling apart. You better get that thing together with some other folk, because if you don't get it together, God ain't hearing you. He's saying it. That's right. You ain't praying, you're talking. All right. He says in verse 26. Years ago. 
none of you all were around here unless it would be some of the ponders. Uh, I was, was at 219 Indiana, and Sister Gwen and I, you got in it. She's picking on me. No, we was having a problem. I got up in front of the church, remember that? And told them that, that I had to get that right. I wasn't going to preach the sermon. You see? You, you all do know pastors and pastors and first ladies sometimes always don't agree. Y'all do know that, right? Okay. Don't be looking at me like, oh. You know what it's called? Say what, Pastor? Marriage. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Bible tells us in verse 26, if you will not release forgiveness. And if you don't release forgiveness, you can have your little attitude, but you ain't getting your blessing because all you're going to have is the attitude because the blessing ain't coming because you got to release forgiveness. It says, don't expect your Father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. So there you go. So you got to have your heart right. Get it right. You see? And most people say, but, but, but there ain't no but to it. Get it right. You see? And a lot of times when you're holding on to something, it's hurting you. Have you ever been upset at somebody and they don't even know you exist? They don't want to know about their business. Right. You're not freeing them. You're freeing yourself That's right. so that God can hear your prayers. That's right. All right, here we go. Now we're going to turn to James chapter 1, verse 2 through 6. And this, this is one of my favorites, okay? He says, my fellow believers... When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties. So that means you're going to face some difficulties. I have not understood when people join church and they say, but you know, I, didn't, I got to go through all this. And that. You're just going to heaven. It's just promising you're going to heaven. It ain't telling you that you're not going to face any difficulties. That's life. That's right. Okay? And it says when you're facing nothing but difficulties, and some of us has been there, Okay? See it as an invaluable opportunity wow. to experience the greatest joy that you can. So in the, midst of, in the midst of some of your worst and most difficult times, it's an opportunity to experience joy. Greatest joy. But you can. There's going to be difficult days in your life. Yeah. I love some of those preachers. It's very nice to do those prosperity messages. And you feel good. Well, I come to tell you, you're going to have some valleys and some mountains in life. Handle them both the same. they just temporary. That's right. When I've been up, temporary, down, temporary, up, temporary, down, temporary. It's life. It's just life. And sometimes after when I'm up, I laugh at my downs and say, I know better than that. I allow that to distract me from all this other stuff. Okay, all right, here we go. He says in verse 3, For you know that when your faith is tested, yeah, it do. stirs up in you the power of endurance. And so when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the, thank you, the power of endurance. You have that in you. That's right. It's called, let me go back to track again. I'm telling you, every one of you all could get out here and run, and you'll get tired, but you could still get second wind. You may not run very far, but you'll get a second wind. Every person has a second win. That's right. That's okay? Right. And so when I'm going through something and you're going through something, it, it, we get empowered and we get a second win to endure. Yeah, you will. I don't care what you're going through. You, you'll be okay. Keep going, number four. And then as your endurance grows even stronger. And your endurance, everything that you go through makes you stronger for the next thing that you have to go through. Amen. 
that's just life. Come on. We're told it will release perfection into every part of your being <laughs> until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So it, what it, mean, it teaches you to grow up. Teach you to be mature. You see? Lacking nothing. You understand? Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're at the best place in your life. And you're at the best place in your life because of all the things you went through to get you there. That's right. That's right. You see? You see, I enjoy, let me tell you, I'm enjoying these 70s. If I knew it was so much fun being in the 70s, I'd been in the 70s when I was in my 40s. Because when I was in, come on here, in them younger days, and you all know it, we wanted this, we wanted that, and trying to buy this, trying to be this, trying to look like going, trying to do all this stuff now. I'm chilling now. I'm chilling now. It's okay. Everything's good. Everything's nice. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, we try to do that. We don't have to do, just love life and love God and love life. That's right. You see? Because, you know, have, and some of you all know that when you looked on TV and and you all remember when there used to be Twiggy? You remember Twiggy? Wasn't that in the 70s? Yeah, then everybody was trying to look like then they, and then over there in the blues room, there's talking about the big lady woman. Remember how that went down? So you had Twiggy, come on here, y'all know that. Everybody, everybody was trying to be something. The hairstyles was changing, and back in the day, my day was the natural, and then they started uh, you know, processing, and, and some of you ladies started doing all this Jerry Curl, and all that kind of stuff like that. And now they're going back to what? The natural. The natural. <laughs> so everything going back around, we're trying to look. And you know, and I, I'd had that little process. I didn't try all those things. And you know what I'm happy? Just shaving this off is just really good. You see? Because people don't know how old I am because my hair's pretty white. Yeah. You with me? The best time in your life is right now. It's right now. Are you living good? Amen. Then you can live better. That's right. All right? The Amplified says that it's called leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. We want to, that's spiritual maturity and what? Inner peace. There ain't nothing like having peace of mind. There ain't nothing like having peace of mind. That's right. Just having that inner peace. And I know some of you know what you're talking about. Just like you're having a good time here and you praise and you can go home and just have peace. That's right. Just, just peace. You understand what I'm saying? And holler at people. Some of you are hollering at them. Catch the ball. You ain't never even picked up one, but you know. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, but just inner peace. That's right. We have we having fun in learning. Amen. Ain't nothing like Ray Charles used to think. Said I used to think money was a thing called happiness, but I'd give it all up for a little peace, peace of mind. mind. Just peace. All right. Verse 5 says, if anyone longs to be wise. Now, here we go. Everybody get this. If you want to be wise. Ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. There's the biggest, this is what I want you to get also. Quit leaning to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's called wisdom. That's right. Have you ever noticed some of the wisest people never had a great education? Some of the richest people? You see, I can't think of the computer guy. Somebody give me his name. Bill Gates. Now, yeah. Did he have a doctorate degree in anything? No. Yeah, but he got a whole bunch of people. He hired with doctorate degrees, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. 
You see, Oprah's a self-made billionaire. You see what I'm saying? You know what gets those people there? Wisdom. Listen to me. I'm giving you knowledge now. What you need to pray for, and I do it all the time, pastor's giving me knowledge. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, give me the wisdom to put the knowledge in the areas of my life that you would have me to put them there. Because knowledge comes from books and personalities. Wisdom comes from God. That's right. That's right. So when I read and study, and would be one of the great writers, I, that's my prayer. I read and I get the knowledge that Charles Stanley or one of the other great writers has done, T.D. Jakes or whoever I'm reading. Uh, I get that. I get that knowledge, but I pray for the spirit of wisdom to give me the areas of where I need to put that knowledge at in my life. Get it? And some of you are failing because you got knowledge, but you don't have wisdom. I learned that from my mother years ago. I didn't know what it was like when she was talking. People had a lot of knowledge. She said, yeah, she was talking about somebody. You got a lot of knowledge. I said, educated fool. Right. Oh, there's some educated fools now. That's right. Yeah, they are. Come on here. Don't be scared. Yeah. You see, they got the education, but they're an educated fool because they don't have what? Wisdom. Ask God to give you wisdom in everything. He'll tell you how to handle your personal life. He'll teach you how to handle your, if you, you in your relationships, who, where, what, not. It'll teach you how to deal with it in your marriages. It'll teach you how to raise your children. It'll teach you how to deal with folks on your job. Wisdom will do that. It's a very powerful thing is you need wisdom. All right? Wisdom will even tell you what doctors to go to and what doctors not to go to. You understand what I'm saying? Wisdom will teach you how to invest and not what to invest in. I'm telling you how it works. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Okay? I got to, if you got to go through something, and you always want to go through something, take a minute. Slow down. Take a minute. And Lord, give me wisdom, because I don't know which direction to go. And, and I use that scripture all the time. I'm telling y'all, it's on my wall. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. It's on a cross in my, in my study, because we don't want Johnny Fields taking over. You know, no, you don't want that brother. You don't want that brother taking over. <laughs> and Gwen don't want to be married to that brother. <laughs> That's right. no, you want the one that has wisdom. That's right. You see? And there's two types of wisdom. Some people have the anointed gift of wisdom. That's a special, but everybody can have wisdom if they ask God for it. That's right. That's right. So if you're going through something right now, ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. That's right. All right. He goes on to say that he won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. He won't. He won't. God's not like us. He won't scold you. All right. But he will overwhelm your failures with generous grace. And that's... You're looking at grace. God's grace. All right, here we go, six. Is that he right? says, just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you'll receive. Here we go again. You can ask for wisdom, but you can't doubt. No doubting. If you doubt it, you ain't going to get it. That's right. 
So this is your, let me tell you all something. Every day you get up, you ought to be praying for wisdom to lead and guide you during your day. But just praying and not believing it, you're not going to get it. Lord, I'm going into work today. Give me the wisdom to deal with what I have to deal with is coming up in front of me. And some of y'all supervisors up in here, right? Some of y'all school teachers up in here. Y'all definitely need to be praying for wisdom. That's right. You see? Because I'm a fun guy. Say fun guy. Fun guy. Lord, give me the wisdom to deal with these knuckleheads I got to deal with today. That's right. That's right. Okay. It goes on in verse 6 to say, For the ambivalent, conflicted, I'm going to add a word, <laughs> jelly-legged person believes one minute and doubts the next. That's right. You know, Pastor, and like jelly yeah, he does. He's, he's got that knowledge from his pastor. Right. Jelly Here we go. One minute doubting the what? Believes one minute and doubts the next. I'm okay. I don't know. <laughs> Get on one side or the other. Don't be straddling the fence. I, I can do. All things, all things through Christ, through Christ what, strengthens me. what strengthens me. Now don't get over here. Stay here. All right? Keep going. The Bible says, being undecided makes you become like the rough seas, mm. driven and tossed by the wind. Just fickle. Up That's one minute, word. toss down the next. And we don't even want to deal with anybody like that. I don't know if any of you all work with people and you hire people. If you've got a job where you hire people and you have to deal with people, or you're over people, that's the worst kind of folks you have to deal with. Just all over the place. Right. One minute they come in, on Monday they come in, they're feeling good, Tuesday they got the blues, Wednesday they lost, Thursday they ain't show up sick, <laughs> Friday they're calling in. No, people do this. That's right. right. And we don't like them, so God don't want us to be like that with him. That's right. Amen? There was a young man that came, I'm going to paraphrase it like this, that came and one of the greatest things of faith that was ever written in the Bible that I really love, and I'm going to take a little, about five more minutes because I'm out to deal with this. In Matthews 8, 5, and 13, I don't think we're going through it. Right. We're going to do it because I want you to know what kind of faith that God wants you to have. And you can have that. Here we go. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a sentry came to him asking for help. That's a soldier, all right? Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. So what he did is he came to Jesus, and he knew who Jesus was. So he came to Jesus because he had a person in his life who was paralyzed in his house. All right? Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Now, I love this. Jesus said, should I come and heal him? Now, we're talking about faith with no doubting. Jesus says to the soldier, I'll come to your house and heal him. Listen what, listen what faith ought to be. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. He knew, he said, you don't have to come to my house. All you got to do is speak the word where you stand at, and my servant will be healed. Now that's faith. That's right. Now that's faith. Amen. You see? Keep going. This, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Talk to us now. Truly, I tell you, 
I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Jesus said, I ain't never seen nobody like that. We can be like that. We can be like that. You got some things going on in your household? You got some things going on? Guess what? You can pray right here. He take care of it. That's right. But you got to have faith in that. You understand? Here we go. I'm about done. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Didn't have to be there. Had the faith. That's the kind of faith you got to have. When you got the right kind of faith, he ain't got to go to your house. All you got to do is ask for it. That's right. And he'll take care of it. That's right. Some of you got some stuff going. Y'all can come up, musicians. Some of you got some stuff going on in your house. Okay? Some of you got some stuff going on right now. I know that. You got some situations, circumstances. Some of you got some goals that you, in your life, whether that be physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, however, there's some things that you would like to have in your life. That, that only God can give you because you can't see it, that only he can do it for you? Stand up. Huh? Stand up. Let's do that old one we used to do, pray for me in a minute, all right? You see? Listen to me. 